Hello and welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Perke Avos this year, where we talk a Mishnah of Perke Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. Here on Season 5 with their commentary of the Sephorno and the notes and the translation of Rabbi Pelkovitz, we are in Chapter 5, Perik Hay, Paragraph 17, Mishnah Yudzain, talking about Machlokas, argument for the sake of heaven or not for the sake of heaven. Kol Machlokas Shehila Shem Shemaim, so full of Hiskayim, any dispute, any argument, any disagreement that is for the sake of heaven, the sake of Hashem, will have a constructive outcome, will last. But one that is not for the sake of heaven, not for the sake of a good purpose, will not have a constructive outcome. What is the example of an argument, a disagreement for the sake of heaven, for Hashem? This is the dispute between Hillel and Shammai. And that is not for the sake of heaven. So this is the argument of Korach and his own assembly. It doesn't say Korach versus Moshe and Aaron. It says Korach from his own assembly because the commentators point out even within his own assembly they couldn't figure out and they couldn't agree and they couldn't see eye to eye. They couldn't be uniform because when you're challenging Torah, your own sect won't be able to last and won't be able to withstand and stand up to the test of the nature of the argument. That's why it says, Machok is Korach v'cholodoso. Kol machzake es harabim, anyone who influences the mer- the masses to become meritorious. Ein chepal yodo, sin will not come to his hand. V'cholamachati es harabim, and anyone who makes sin come to the hands of the many. Ein maspikin biyodolasos tshuva, one who influences the masses to sin will not be given the means to repent. Moshe zacha v'zik es harabim, Moshe was meritorious and influenced the masses to be meritorious. Zachus harabim tuluibos, so the the merit of the masses was to his credit. He performed the righteousness of Hashem and his laws together with Israel. Yeravam benevat chata vehechatias harabim. Yeravam benevat sinned and caused the masses to sin when there were the two kings and they broke off of the Malchus David, the Malchus Yehuda, the Malchus Yisrael. Yeravam stationed idol, idols along the way so that people wouldn't go to the base of Megdash. He did a lot of bad. He's actually seen as a prototype of a bad king that people live up to or not in terms of their wickedness or not. Oftentimes throughout the Navi you see that. So Yeravam did a lot of bad and he caused others to do bad. Chet harabim toloibo, the masses, the sins of the masses, the averos of the masses is charged against him. Shnemar al-chatos Yeravam asher chatav for the sins of Yeruvim which he committed and which he caused Israel to commit. So in your own life, if you have to have a disagreement, you have to have an argument, you have to have something you don't see eye to eye, how can you do it in a Torah way? How can you do it in a calm way? How can you do it in a discussion way where you can still have the, the merit of doing something for the sanctification of Hashem in the outcome? You might disagree with someone or, or someone else about this or that. How can you still have proper Ahabas Hashem? How can you still have Ahabat Chinam and those around you? Because even though you disagree, you can still love a person fundamentally, even if you disagree with their viewpoints, even if you disagree what they're doing or with what they're saying. We want us to love each person even if we don't agree with what they're doing. How could we allow people to have merits? We do mitzvahs and we cause others to do mitzvahs. We learn for others. We push others to be inspired and to do good, to do chesed, to do mitzvahs, to do Torah learning. Those are good things we want on our hands to have the merits on our hands. Be like Moshe on some level. Be like a machokas l'shem shamayim, like Hillel and Shamayim on some level. See how we can have discussions that you could respect the other person, love the other 
other person. Interact with the other person and give them proper covet, even if you don't agree, and make sure to cause others to do good, to have merits in your name, and to have the world be a better place. The Svarno points out that the Tanis says that whenever there is an argument between wise men due to a sincere difference of opinion between them, the purpose of that dispute being to determine the truth, not merely to emerge triumphant, then that goal will be reached and have permanence. This was true of the debate between Hillel and Shammai, though the, through which the truth was clarified. You know, they would marry into each other's houses, Hillel and Beishamai. Hillel was meritorious to be the ones often quoted because he gave precedence to Shammai. He had a lot of patience and accepted their converts in those famous stories in, in Gemara Shabbos, I believe. But the truth was clarified in their debates. The reverse occurred in the controversy between Korach and his followers against Moshe and Aaron when they said, Why do you exalt yourselves from Bamidbar? For their purpose was not to determine the truth, but to emerge victorious and grasp the leadership. They failed in their goal, and their plot collapsed into nothingness. The Mishnah says, whoever influences the masses to become meritorious shall not stumble in transgression. The reason is that the merit of the masses is to his credit. It would be wrong and unfair that his effort benefits others while he himself falls into evil ways, but one who influences the masses to sin will not be given the means to repent or be assisted to do so, as is normally the case of one who comes to purify himself, who does receive heavenly assistance. The reason given by the mission is that the sin of the masses is charged against him. It would be wrong that his evil efforts bring guilt upon others while he is found innocent. Nonetheless, if he chooses to repent, he will not be prevented from Hashem, as we see from the episode of Menashe, who sinned and caused others to sin. Of him it is written, when he was in affliction, he besought Hashem, his God, and he received his entreaty. So you could still do tshuva no matter what, no matter how far, how far you fall, you could always do tshuva, always come back to Hashem. The notes point out, the example given by Atana to illustrate a controversy which is for the sake of heaven as opposed to when it is not becomes clear when we consider the commentary of the Svarno. The litmus test is to determine whether the goal of the argument is to find the truth or to attain self-aggrandizement. Our sages tell us that the many differences of opinion between Hill and Shammai did not affect the cordial relationship between them, nor create a split in the community for each respect the halachic decisions of the other. In contrast, Korach, in spite of seemingly championing the honor and prestige of his fellow Levium and Klaishos, showed his true colors when he complained, why do you exalt yourselves, thereby revealing what really irked him, what his ultimate goal was in challenging Moshe and Aaron, namely to rise to power and to usurp their authority. Had his motives been pure, his claims may have had some validity, but his outrageous, disrespectful questions showed that he was not a seeker of truth, but a glorious vein, pretender to the positions held by Moshe and Aaron. Svarna also explains the latter portion of the mission from the perspective of fairness and equitable compensation from Hashem. A man who is responsible for influencing the masses to conduct themselves properly, thereby assisting them in adding to their merit, will not be permitted by the Hashem to be ensnared unto sin, for this would be extremely unfair. As the Talmud expresses this point in Yuma 86, his pupils would be in Gan Eden and he in Gehenna. Indeed, the Bartanura quotes the saying of our sages in his commentary on the mission. On the other hand, if one is responsible for causing many others to sin, he will not be assisted from heaven to repent for the same reasoning, lest he be in Gan Eden and his pupils in Gehenna. Again, the Bartanur also quotes the saying, saying of the sages. The concept of heaven assisting one to repent is found in Shabbos 104, where it is stated, also. Who he who wishes to purify himself is assisted from on high. also reminds me, also on the Talmud, on a path you want to go, Hashem will lead you. However, there is one exception to this rule. When it causes a community of people to sin, will not be aided in his quest to repent. 
The Svarno hastens to add that although he will not be held, the door to repentance is not sealed shut, for if this sinner is persistent, he will find an opening. His tshuva will be affected. This is what we find by Menashe, the king of Israel, who was guilty of misleading his people into idolatry. He was punished for this grave sin by falling into captivity at the hands of his enemies. Yet when he implored Hashem to forgive him, his prayers were accepted by Hashem despite the objections of the angels. So make sure that you have the arguments or the disagreements or the discussions for the sake of heaven. Have peace and have respect for one another. Love and care about one another, even if you don't agree with the viewpoint or the behavior or the actions. Still love and respect the other person. And make sure to be someone who brings merit to others and gets others to do mitzvahs and chesed and does good in this world so that the whole world could be a better place in all our ways in every single day. Join us next time as we talk about three qualities that teaches us that we are from Avraham Avinu here on the TTPA. And I'm your host, Tani.